Thank you for tuning in to Lexington Road Ministries podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to stop by. We hope you enjoy today's message. Go to Proverbs chapter 3 with me, you will. What we've got used to doing in our society, and I'm not talking in other places because I've been in some other places. What we've got used to doing, instead of giving God our first, we've got used to giving Him our last. You know, if you study throughout the Word of God, Sunday being the Sabbath, we know that's the last day of the week. After Jesus Christ came, and was buried, we recognize the Sunday in our culture as the first day of the week. And we come and give him the first or we give him our best. But a lot of us, and I'm talking about me, not you this morning, I'm talking about everybody that's out there, not people that are in the church house this morning, a lot of people just give God what's left over. We give our family what's left over. We burn out throughout the week and we come in on Sunday and we just give him what little bit we have left. Now, can I tell you what God wants from each and every one of us? He wants our best. He wants our first. He wants our first. Our families to serve our best. They to serve our first. Don't give your job and give everybody else. Give your friends and everybody else. Don't give them your best and when you get home or you get to God's house, give him your leftovers. Come on now, that's tough. Y'all want to go back to singing now, don't you? Amen. Amen. Give God your best. Honor the Lord. Somebody say honor the Lord with me. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. We've been looking at honor for the last several weeks, and we're going to look at that a little more in depth and detail this morning. King James says, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thy increase. New Living Translation says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. The Living Bible says, honor the Lord by giving him the first part of all your income. Giving him the best. Father God, help us this morning. Will you pray with me? Help us this morning, not only to be stirred by song, but God, to be stirred by your word today. God, let the word go forth and minister to heart, body, mind, and soul today. God, meet people at their point of need, God. And God, help us not to be guilty of coming in week after week and just giving you what's left, God. But God, help us to live each and every day, God, by giving you our best, God giving you our time, God, giving you our talents, our, our, our testimonies, God, blessing you because you have blessed us, Father. And Father, help us to honor you this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Turn around and shake three or four hands before you're seated this morning. We're gonna look at some scriptures before verse 9 just in a a few moments but you may have heard me say this before but I wanted to say this statement about our possessions do your possessions possess you or do you possess your possessions think about that for a moment do your possessions possess you and I didn't get this off of Instagram or Facebook or or uh, 
I didn't go on and download it off an image. This is one the Lord gave me quite some time ago. Do your possessions possess you or do you possess your possessions? My Jeep has a little over 6,200 miles on it right now. Many of you know I got it in April. It was a gift from God. I wasn't looking for a, a new vehicle. In fact, it's a 2017. My Jeep, out of those 6,200 miles, I kind of figured out 6,000 miles of that has been ministry, and uh, 2,000 miles or 200 miles of that has been going to Silver Creek and up to Tussies to eat lunch. That's the breakdown. My house, we weren't looking for a house quite the size we bought, but when the Lord opens up for you to buy a house for about half of what it originally cost, and he opens that door, and we decide to buy that, that house, it, it was given to us as a gift from God, and, and we said we'll use that for, for ministry, and hopefully we'll be able to save a little bit of money when we get to, uh, ready to sell it and uh, be able to bless the church and, and also hopefully put back a little bit for my retirement because I know my son is not going to take care of me. I'm hoping my daughter and son-in-law will take care of me in my old age. But, uh, uh, you know, that was a blessing from God. And can I tell you, every home that we've ever used, we uh, owned, we have used for ministry, I'm just trying to put those little things out there. I have a boat. Is it in your garage? It's in his garage. It, it sets here year after year. About the only time it sees water is when it gets pulled out of the garage and it rains on it. I brought that boat from my mom and stepdad's house uh, before they sold their place uh, on the lake uh, a year before we moved here in 2009. I brought it here for the simple reason if I was in town, I could take the, the grandkids and the uh, nephews and, uh, and uh, maybe my son-in-law uh, out on that boat and have some fun and relaxation. Uh, but I can tell you the last time I had it in the water was August of 2016. But there are several people here, and I've offered it. If anybody ever wants to use my boat, you're welcome to it. It's not fancy, but it'll go coast around Lake Reba or Will Green Lake. But I'm so glad that boat has been able to bless some of our other families and kids that get out on it. Did you take my boat out last week? Okay, did you clean it and put gas in it? That's all I want. Yeah. Amen. He did borrow my Jeep a few weeks ago, and I said, I have one request. Wash it and fill it up with gas. He is the first child I've ever had that's put gas in one of my vehicles. Would you let him know how proud you are of him? Usually if I get in Holly's vehicle, it's flat dab on E, the yellow, the red light. It's going off sirens. It needs gas, and I have to move the trash over to get inside of it so she knows I'm going to clean it. What are, what are you saying all this for, Pastor? I, I, I'm saying whatever God has blessed you with, whatever you have in this life, recognize it's not because of who you are. It's because of he, who he is and what he has done for you. Yeah. And, and this is where we have to 
get in our relationship with God. And we talked about honor, and I looked at the first Sunday in September about four levels of honor, and I took, I took the four definitions that are in Webster, and I broke those down according to biblical references. And the second Sunday, we honored our grandparents. Man, what a great time of celebrating with our grandparents. Man, I've had request after request for our seniors to get up and sing again, and for me and insist to sing with them. You know, I had one of the mics that day. You know, uh, so we will be singing again. We may get a bus and go on the road and do some singing. Yeah, uh, but uh, it is something. Last week we honored our first responders and, and, and uh, we fed uh, uh, hundreds of first responders, EMS and, and firefighters and police officers and, and honored him here on this Sunday. Uh, we can honor everybody else and we can honor everything else. But if we don't take time to honor the creator of all things, then we miss what God is really teaching us through his word. I'm glad three of you like that. Honor. It appears over 170 times, 170 times in scripture versus honor. And how do we honor the Lord with our possessions? I found four ways here in the previous verses of ways that we should honor the Lord. If you have your Bibles, you're welcome to follow along with me in, in uh, chapter 3. And I'm going to read a little more than verse 1 this morning. But, but verse 1 says, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands for the length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Well, that sounds like a good th thing, uh, uh, kids. We need to uh, honor God and not forget his laws. One way that we honor the Lord is by keeping his teachings. Yeah, we need to understand that. In fact, if you don't like good teaching, you may be in the wrong place. I hear we're having an excellent time on Wednesday nights as uh, Sister Marilyn Darty's teaching about the uh, tabernacle. They said the presence of the Lord was so rich and real this past Wednesday night you, uh, Wednesday night, you could barely even uh, speak. But we honor God by keeping his teachings. Let your heart keep his commandments. In fact, you've heard, if you've heard me preach very many times throughout the, uh, the years you've heard me talk about this uh, but in Old Testament time it is written in uh, Exodus in Deuteronomy in Leviticus all, all throughout the, uh, the early books of the Bible it is written to us to give instruction uh, to teach in fact uh, one of the most uh, famous scriptures that has spread throughout the world is found in Proverbs 22 and 6 train up a child in the way they should go and when they get old they shall not depart from it, but there's something that is, is taught through the uh, Moses' days and Joshua's days. They told them to teach statutes and teach laws and teach precepts and teach commands, uh, teach the things that are important to God because it helps instruct and helps grow the next generation. Uh, and I'm telling you, we cannot depend, mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, you cannot depend upon the formal educational system of our nation and this state and this county to do all the teaching and training to your children. Because if you do, your children will fall short of who God is. 
Don't you know there's an antichrist spirit in the world that we live in today that's tried to separate the church and the state? They, they've tried to take everything out of school that is a reflection to God Almighty and to Jesus Christ. But don't you know there's a movement in the land today uh, uh, that we have some uh, uh, Christian leaders and, and some uh, uh, teenagers who are going back and taking a hold of their rights because our kids have the right to pray at school. You don't even understand this, mom and dad. Our kids have a right to carry their Bibles to school and read the Word of God together. Our kids have rights to have Bible clubs and Bible classes at school. They have rights. And it's about time we go into the enemy's territory and take back everything that he has stolen from this generation and previous generations. There's something about good godly teaching. Amen. There's something about diving into the word of God. I admire our Sunday school teachers who teach week in and week out. In fact, if it wasn't for Sister Payne and, and uh, pray for her, she had to slip home and I'll share some things after service with you. But if it wasn't for Sister Payne as a, a, a young 18, 19 I was, I was 18 when I got married. Man, man, I'm feeling old now. I'm out of breath now. I was 18 when I got married. And, and I'm sitting here thinking, if it wasn't for Sister Payne and that Sunday school class that we had where she talked to uh, young adults for many, many years, I don't even know where I would be. She's one of the best uh, uh, teachers that I ever uh, sat under. And I, I love education. I, I, I love to uh, deep, uh, dig deep into uh, books and, and into the Word. Uh, but it, there is something about when we get in the presence of God and, and we hear good, godly uh, teaching and we hear the Word of God, do not forget my uh, teaching. There's a not a lot of things said about preaching in the Word of God, but there's a million things said uh, about teaching. We are to become disciples. Disciples mean we are Christ-like. We are to be trained in the things of God. I admire a few other religions because they get their kids when they're babies and they indoctrinate them as soon as they're able to walk. I'm telling you, if we would spend as much time in the Word of God with our kids, as we do with sports and ball games. And, whew, I'm sounding old-fashioned now. Is that okay? If we spend as much time reading the Word of God and praying with them and talking to them, if we spend as much time on a weekly basis in this book and a little less time with the television and watching them and doing all the other things, I tell you, I believe we would grow a strong Bible-based believing group of young men and young women who are willing to go into those dark places of our society and take a hold of the things that they enemies had hold of I don't think Satan should have control of our school system I don't think Satan should have control of our government praise God we've had at least two godly mayors back to back in our city come on give God praise for that Didn't say either one of them were perfect. Amen. 
And God knows I'm not perfect. But I'm telling you, when we, when we put the word of God aside and you just live on what you get on an hour, hour and a half worship service on Sunday and, and you think you can make it, I'm telling you, you got to pull up to the uh, gas station a little more and then on Sunday, my tank runs empty uh, on a daily basis sometimes and I've got to get a hold of him and get a hold uh, of his presence and his voice and i got to have him touch me and fill me with some meat. You can't just live off the emotional hype of worshiping on Sunday morning. Y'all didn't hear me, did you? You can't just live off the hype of emotional worship when they sing a few songs that ring your bells. Man, there's an old song. I won't sing it. I think it used to sing, you can ring my bell. Y'all glad I'm not singing it this morning, aren't you? We need more, folks. We need more. We've raised a generation or two generations that don't know what they believe in. They know what they don't, they can tell you what the church don't believe. We don't believe in this. We don't believe in that. We don't believe. Don't tell me what you don't believe in. Tell me what thus saith the Lord, what the word of God says. Tell me how great, good, and merciful, how much God loves me. And tell me that, that one day I'm going to stand at the feet of Jesus and every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess him. And let me know one day I will stand in judgment before him and I will give an account of everything of my life. Listen, I'm good about love and mercy and grace. But you can't just talk about love, mercy, and grace without talking about who God is. He's a fair and a just judge. And we need to teach that to our kids and to the next generation coming up after us, how is other ways we honor the Lord? Verse 3 of 9 says, Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. We honor the Lord through your love and your faithfulness. Wow. Now what are you saying? I didn't read that there. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you, but write them on the tablet of your heart. What God is wanting you to have is steadfast love in him and faithfulness in him. How many of you know God's faithful? Man, man, God's faithful. How many of you know we serve a loving God? If you are a Christ follower, a disciple, a Christian, a child of God, whatever you label, whatever you call it, you should manifest the love and the faithfulness of God Almighty. Is that okay? Yeah. You should, in fact, I had somebody chew me out yesterday. Anybody ever had chewed out? Yeah. Call me on the phone and chew me out. I was clueless. Yeah. I was just, what's going on? Man. They don't attend church here, but they do attend another church. I wasn't for sure what was going on or what they were talking about at first. You know, I was just kind of clueless what was happening. And I just kind of chalked it up. They're having a bad day. And so I just simply tried to do what I could to the correct the situation. Now, can I tell you in my flesh what my flesh wanted to do? Bring it on, buddy. I'm ready to get five smooth stones 
and fight the giant and all four of his big brothers. Come on. Y'all know what I'm talking about now. But I kind of figured out that wasn't one of those situations. Now, there is times when the enemy's coming in like a flood that you need to say, devil, I've had enough. You need to get behind me, Satan. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And, and, and devil, you can bring all the demonic forces of hell against me and all the imps and everything you want to, but I'm not bowing, I'm not budging, and I'm not going backwards. I'm moving forward in my faith and my relationship with God Almighty and Jesus Christ. I love him, and he has been good to me. Man, has he been good to anybody? Man. Now, I can't tell you everything's perfect, but I can tell you one that is perfect. He walked here. He didn't sin. He didn't fault. He didn't fail. And when he didn't know what to do, he called out to the Father, and the Father reached down and came and got him. And one day, if we live for him and we stand fast in his love and his faithfulness, he's going to call every one of us home. We honor God through love and faithfulness. When Lisa met me, I knew she thought right away, man, I'm not going to let him go. I know y'all be on the phone texting her before we get here. And she was trying to get here this morning, but the procrytin and iron infusion got the best of her, and she was up most of the night the last two nights, so keep praying for her. Man, I know when she saw me, Darius, she looked at me, buddy. Flex them guns, man. She looked at me. She said, man, she said, man, he is good looking and buff. I think I wore a 44 jacket. What jacket you wear now? Do you know? Yeah, I think I wore a 44 jacket. It's slightly bigger now. Not much. I think I was 32 waist, just a little bigger now. What y'all laughing about? If I'm not mistaken, I think I weighed 172 pounds when we got married. I weigh just a little over that now. Yeah, I'm not fat shaming myself. I'm just stating facts. My kids have already got after me, say, you don't need to get up and pull pit and fat shame yourself every week. I'm not fat shaming, folks. I'm telling facts today. Man, I know when she saw me, she got in that thing. She said, man, man, I'm going to. Look at that love and faithfulness. And I'm not going to say, I'm gonna, just like scripture, I'm going to bound him around my neck. They didn't say bound him. I'm paraphrasing. Man, I'm going to write them on the tablet of my heart. Blonde hair, blue eyes. My hair's about three different colors now, and I haven't been dying it, any of y'all, yet. Y'all hear that? I haven't been dying it yet. She looked and said, man, I remember the first time I took her home. We were at a Bible citywide Bible institute at my home church. Her dad was the coordinator, and she was one of the recording secretaries. If you've not heard this story, this is real good. Y'all hold on a minute. Amen. I walked in. I was Bible quizzing. Anybody remember when we used to have Bible quizzing? We had some championship Bible quizzing teams here, especially in, in the juniors. I was Bible quizzing for team talent. I walked in and registered. One of her friends from church was 
there with her helping register people. I walked in and registered her. She elbowed her friend. She said, I'm going out with him before this is over. And I'm telling you, folks, I was a catch back then. I'll get back to scriptures in a minute. I'm just trying to lay a foundation. Sure enough, the next week, her dad got called to the hospital. One of his members of church got called away, and I simply went up to her. She was trying to get her friend to take her home, and we just kind of met the week before. I just went up to her, kind of heard. I said, well, I heard you needed a ride home. You should ask me. I would have taken you home. Of course, the week before, she stuck out her hand to shake my hand, and, man, I just smoothed and slick. I just took that hand and turned it around, and I kissed it the week before, so, yeah. God's got a plan, folks, just walking his plan. Love and faithfulness, man. And sure enough, I said, Lisa, I said, I would have taken you home. All you had to do is ask. She said, huh. She said, I don't ask. I get asked. I said, would you like me to take you home? And so that's how it all started, folks. So you can blame it. We met in church. You can blame it on God, all that good stuff. She has many times. Y'all pray for her extra hard. But it just so happened my car was broke down, John. And I was driving my mom's brand new Buick Bonneville. Anybody remember them Bonnevilles? Man, I was cruising. Hey, man, took her home. Yeah, came back the next week. Said, you need a ride home again? Huh, I had my car. It was a two-tone. 1976 Dodge Dart. Chad, you remember them old cars? Them slant six engine. Man, it was smooth. It was two-tone. It was white and rust. <laughs> but the love bug had bit her the week before. Man, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. We let so many things get in between us and our heart with God and our relationship with God. We've got to be faithful to God because he has and will continue to be so faithful to us. We've got to remember to love others as God has loved us. You've got to write it around you. Bind it around your neck. Don't put a millstone around your neck, but put the love and faithfulness of God around your neck and put it inside of your heart. If you're going to honor God, you've got to be a reflection of his love and his faithfulness. Man, you honor the Lord through trust, and I'm trying to go quickly. Verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. How many of you do that? Raise your hand. And do not lean on your own understanding. Wow. Man, we've had, some, we've had tough times. Anybody else ever had tough times? Yeah, trusting him. Try not to lean on your understanding. We try to figure things out. Folks, we cannot figure things out sometimes. Can I tell you this life doesn't make sense sometimes? It's just crazy. If it made sense, we'd want to stay here all the time. And I tell you, I'm still looking for a home. I'm still looking for streets of gold. Anybody else? Amen. I'm still looking for a, a, a mansion in the sky. In fact, he can give me a cabin on the creek. But I, I'm, I'm still uh, waiting. I, I, I'm believing that there's uh, uh, gates of pearl and, and streets of gold. I, I, I believe there's living water uh, that, that is flowing. I believe that everything that I've read uh, uh, about heaven
something cannot even begin to describe how great it is. Man, but we got to trust God. And we think we can handle it. I tell you, when we get in trouble, it's when we think we can handle things. Or we think we're smart or we're strong. Or some of you young buff guys like I used to be. I'm a man. I love it when these young adults, I use that word loosely, turn 18. I'm 18. I can do what I want to do. Yeah, move out of my house and then get a job. Go right ahead. Pay your own car insurance. Come on, Mom and Dad. Pay your own cell phone bills. Yeah. Buy your own food. Woo. Come on now. Sabrina, you with me? Yeah. 17, wait. Hey, man. You know, 18, I, I can do all this. I can make my own way. I can do my own thing. I'm telling you, I've gotten the biggest troubles in my life when I thought I could do it my way and, and, and I could handle my own situations. When I learned to trust God in the good times, in the bad times, in between times, honor him, put him first in your life. Honor him. Man, trust him. If you trust him, put your hands together and let him know you're trusting him today. Lastly, because I'm not going to get to the second part of this, ways you honor God is through wisdom. Verse 7 of chapter 3 says, Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Wow. Man. Man, I thought I was smart as a teenager. My tough decisions I had to make. I remember when I graduated high school, tough decision. I'm going to go to college here or go to college there. Boy, that's tough, wasn't it? No, it's not always tough decisions. We make decisions tough. I'm going to get a job here. I got a job at Winn-Dixie right after I graduated high school, just a few months. Man, tough decisions. Am I going to get married, not get married? Well, now that's one of the more important decisions. Yeah. Am I going to live at home or not live at home? In fact, when I first registered for school, I was headed to Western in Bowling Green. I already took care of it. My oldest brother talked me out of it. I moved from my dad off our farm back to Louisville to live with my mom and to go to college. And don't be Louisville haters today. It's all right. Went to community college for two and a half years. Got married somewhere in between that. My sophomore year of school, had two kids and went back to UofL and finished two degrees. Man. Well, I thought it was all that. I thought it was smart. Man. Worked for Winn-Dixie for six plus years, Bill. How long have you been in the grocery business? 20, 22? 31? Didn't know you were that old. Yeah. Amen. Worked there until the church needed somebody to administrate the Christian school. They wanted to hire me as a youth pastor. That was 32 years ago. I haven't looked back then. But I think of those younger years when I was so wise. Sister Loretta, okay. man. Graduated high school at age 16. I thought I was smart. Never had a bit of trouble with book knowledge 
with school. And y'all can see after I told that story about Lisa, I never had trouble getting a date either. Thought I was all that in a bag of chips. Then life hits and life happens and real life hits. Gave my heart to God at 16 years of age after I'd been drunker than a skunk the night before. So I'm just being open and honest right now. My parents had quit going to church when I was four, and some of y'all know that. And literally six weeks before I graduated high school, God just started dealing with me. My dad was dating a lady that he later married after I graduated high school, and he'd started going back to church. And I had one of those experiences with God one night because I thought I was wise and I thought I was smart and I thought I knew everything. And the older I get, <laughs> fewer things I learn that I really know. And I had to turn my life over to God. And I tell you, it's not always been easy. But I, from 16 years of age, I have tried my best to honor the Lord with everything I have. Come on, stand to your feet. I've tried my best to keep his teachings. To love him and love others and be faithful. I've tried to trust him. And I've learned, especially over the last couple of years, not to be wise in my own eyes, but to fear the Lord and turn away from things that are evil. How do we honor God? We honor God by living for Him, by serving to Him. We honor God by realizing everything that we have is because of Him. If you know that, would you just take a moment and bless Him in this house and praise Him, honor Him. We honor God by not coming to church on Sunday and playing games week after week with God. We honor God by opening up our heart to Him and say, God, here I am. I'm just a sinner, and I need you. I'm just a sinner, but I'm a sinner saved by grace today. We honor God by trusting Him in every way we go and everywhere we walk and everything we do. We honor God by surrendering our heart wholeheartedly over to Him. We honor God by saying, God, this is the things you've blessed me with, and I'm not the person who's in control of it. God, you're in control. God, you've blessed me with my family. You've blessed me with my life. You've blessed me with everything that I have. I tell you what I've had to do. I've had to learn recently. God, you've given me my wife for 38 plus years. And God, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. It's the same God that spoke to me when I was lost in my sins in the middle of the night walking down the road who said, son, you need to get right with me. And I surrendered and gave my heart to him that night. And none of us know what tomorrow holds. 
But can I reassure you, I know who holds tomorrow. <laughs> can I reassure you, I know everything is in his hands. And when that last trumpet sounds, I tell you what, I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go? I'm ready to meet him face to face. And no matter what comes or go, I heard my wife praying this in tears this week. Man, I heard her praying, Lord, I trust you with all my heart. God, I'm not leaning on my own understanding. I listened to her pray that for probably an hour one night this week. And I started dozing off. I woke up about 30, 45 minutes later and she was still praying. And she was calling out about everybody that she knew that attended this church. She was calling them out. She was calling out situations. She was calling out heartaches. She was calling out family trouble and job trouble and financial trouble. And she was calling out health issues. And she was calling out people that needed a spiritual touch and people that were far away from God. She was just calling them out. And she's saying, God, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. Oh, we need to get back to trusting Him and honoring Him with all that's within us. Don't just give Him lip service. Boy, Christian, you're looking good today. Oh, Jamie, you're so handsome. I remember when I used to look like you in my dreams. Oh, Darius. Woo, son. Woo. We do God the same way. I know I'm going a little longer than you. We do God the same way. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you, thank you. And as soon as things don't go our way or the way that we expect them to, yeah, we turn around. We southern folks. We can eat you up to your face and talk about you behind your back. And we do the same thing to God. We do the same thing. Well, did you see what that Jamie was wearing? I can't believe Christian. Love you guys. Thank you for letting me pick on you. You know what? God's just waiting on some of us to get real with him. Get real with him. Get real with him. Don't come in on Sunday and act like it's a chore to be in church. Don't wait for them to have to cheerlead you into worshiping God. They're not a bunch of cheerleaders. Amen. Even though Matt and Isaac look cute in them cheerleading outfits. They're here to lead us into worship in the presence of the God. Don't make it be where the preacher has to beg for you to get into the service and get into the Word of God. Don't wait for God to do a miracle for you. You should honor Him when you wake up in the morning and when you go to bed at night. He is God Almighty. He's King of Kings still. If you believe that, give Him praise today. He's Lord of Lords. 
some of you have been in church for quite some time. You've probably heard this. If he's not Lord of everything, he's not Lord at all. So maybe some of us need to get back on the altar and make him Lord again. Lord over our job. Lord over our families. Lord over our homes. God, be Lord over our church. Or maybe some of us are here and we've never surrendered our heart to him. That's all he's waiting for. He's just waiting for you to surrender everything over to him. As we begin to pray, I'm going to ask everyone that will step out of your seat and find a place to pray. Come on, get out of your seat, Father, in the name of Jesus. God, we stand before you today. Simply, God, in need of you. In need of you. I'm in need of you, God. I need you, God. God, there's times when I've grown cold on you, God, and I need a fresh touch of the hand of God in my heart and in my life. God, there's times when I've tried to lean up on my own understanding, God. God, I need to be reminded that I'm not God. And God, you are. And you're in control. You're in charge, God. There's times, God, I walk in my own flesh, God, when I need to walk in the Spirit, God. God, help me, God. God, help me to love you with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul, God. And help me to be faithful to you because you've been so faithful to me. God, help me to learn to trust you with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding. God, help me not to be wise in my own eyes, God, but to fear and awe you and respect you, oh Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And if you're here this morning and you're away from God, man, this could be the very best day of your life. Just surrender your heart to him. Say, God, here I am. I need you. I accept you for who you are through the word of God. Jesus, the only begotten son of the Father. I believe that you went to Calvary and you died for me. At Calvary, you shed your blood for my sins. I confess, God, that I'm a sinner, God, and I need a Savior today. God, won't you come into my heart and come into my life, God? God, change me. Turn me around, God. Make me a new creature in Christ, as the Word says, God. Help me to live for you, to serve you, and to honor you the rest of my days of my life. And I will trust you, O oh Lord. I will trust you.